1: Hello, you're listening to Me and Paranormal You with your host, Ryan Singer. Because it's more fun to believe. Hey everybody, welcome to another experience of Me and Paranormal You. We're going to get to my interview with my buddy Darcy Staniforth very soon. I just wanted to drop in uh, and mention a couple of things real quick um what was I dropping in to mention oh we recorded this uh in anticipation of releasing it right before her uh new podcast was going to be released um that has been delayed for obvious reasons uh because of everything that's going on so we're just going to put it out now and you know Darcy will have Darcy back on the show again we have so much more to talk about as you'll find out by listening to this things that we didn't even get to so we're going to uh you know obviously do uh more interviews uh together and uh those will be coming in the future at some point so and uh, i look forward to that very much uh having some people back in the mind cave actually have some human contact which i'm doing okay i was kind of in an isolation period um self-imposed isolation period since the very beginning of the year for the most part um uh at least in my personal life so i've kind of it wasn't that difficult of a transition for me. I mean, I was just kind of, you know, keeping the status quo for the most part. Um, is you know, it's, uh, it's an interesting uh, change of pace for sure. Also want to uh, just say uh, shout out to the truck drivers out there, to the healthcare workers, to the grocery store workers, to the janitorial workers, to the food industry workers, to everybody who's still out there. The law enforcement, they're still working uh, hospital workers, the nurses. Um, you know, I I'm, I'm very touched by the messages I receive, especially from people in the healthcare industry who um, you know, give me honest assessments of of what's happening in the hospitals and how saddened they are by the people who are buying into conspiracy theories about this all being a hoax and these hospitals are empty, et cetera, et cetera. That is not the case and uh You know, I hope you're doing uh, all you can to stay safe out there and, you know, to keep yourself healthy and, uh, you know, because we don't need to be losing more people. We lost John Prine just a couple days ago. John Prine uh, was in his early 70s, had, was still touring, was the, uh, gosh, I mean, I don't know. Every like musician if you're into like alt country and Americana and in that kind of vibe um any any musician that you're into would more than likely list John Prine as one of their you know all-time influences. Uh John Prine was and is and will remain a beautiful light in the universe by thankfully thankfully getting all of those wonderful lyrics and songs out of his brain device. And into the ears of all of the, uh, all of those of us who were lucky enough to discover him. And if you haven't discovered John Prine yet, um, now's a great time. So we love you, John, and thank you for everything you've done. And oh, goodness gracious, you know, just a, uh, just a tough one out there. Um, you know, every every death is tough. For the people that are close to them uh you know one person's death is not more monumental than another's it's just a, a matter of perspective and proximity i suppose um is really all it boils down to so uh oh, man angel montgomery uh oof, well i mean what a good song you know Just give me one thing that I can hold on to, to believe in this living, such a hard way to go. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That all happened within 24 hours of Bernie Sanders dropping out of the race. So very emotional times for people like me who are socially minded, socialist, uh, socialism. Uh, How do you say that? How would I say that socialistic, socialismistically? I I have a mind towards socialism as you probably are well aware. Uh, In between like ranting about socialism on Twitter, I do make butt jokes. So uh, give me a follow at Rai Singh if you want to see that. Anyway, let's get to the talk. Um, And just a reminder, this happened like we had this talk probably over a month ago, um, pre-quarantine, pre-isolation, all that good stuff. Um, I hope you're well out there. I love you. Uh, Enjoy this chat gonna start
2: (laughs) i think we should just start and uh you know because i haven't seen you in forever how long has it been uh i don't think so by my recollection uh it was the waffle house investigation which we've never had a chance to talk about because like holy smokes the almost pretty girl at prom you then went off and had a bigfoot encounter (laughs) so it was like which i absolutely understand Changed right. your entire life, as it should. And I was sharing your story with a friend the other night, and he was like, "Oh, I never told you about what happened in the desert with me and Jeff. And they like went out camping, like way off road one night, and fa- something was breaking branches coming towards them. Not like stepping out, on the out in the California desert. Uh, Arizona desert. Oh, Arizona desert. Okay, so it's a little staff. more wooded. Oh, yeah, there's flat for yeah. it's all like trees. It's
1: so beautiful out there. It's
2: stunning, and they did like a They went uh, on like a fire road and drove for like two hours and camped and, you know, Brandon grew up in Ohio and knew, knows the, like, things happen in the woods and you hear animals, but he was like, it was breaking branches. Yeah, and it's,
1: it's difficult to explain to people who haven't spent a lot of time out in rural areas or wooded areas. I mean, I just ran around in the woods as a kid, you know, before everything was like developed in my neighborhood and like they tore down all the woods that we used to play in and built condos and stuff but you whether you realize it or not you do you grow a sense of sound awareness yeah and you can tell the difference between a deer and a squirrel and or something walking or something breaking you know there's a different there's a different sound and some people are like well it's probably just a thing it's like you're just you just you couldn't it, that's the funny thing to me. But like the scientific skeptic, yeah. throws the most unscientific excul- ex, uh, exclamation
2: explanation explanation yes.
1: for what you what you heard when no. they're trying to debunk you. It's like, oh well, no, that was probably just a thing. It's like you have no scientific basis for this, or no logical basis.
2: Well, and I think that like I was having a conversation with John Tenney about this. Like I think we have this visceral reaction to certain sounds we have visual visceral reactions to weird silence like silence when it's not supposed to happen and then we have like sounds that <laughs> let us know that we're in danger you know and you're like that's not yeah
1: you're we're programmed to understand that
2: absolutely so when people are like oh it's just this Shut up! You weren't in my fear factor. Like yeah. leave me alone. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Well, sir? I got Darcy
1: with me again, and you probably remember Darcy from our problems in the paranormal series. Which, Hi, everybody. Which I can, um, I can give you an update on some information I've received recently. I'm
2: so excited to hear updates um,
1: that I don't want to talk about, like as we're recording, only because I haven't had a chance to look into them. Mm, okay, um, but. We're vague casting so hard. we're vague casting, but I will say this: there's, um, it's not on the side of like, oh my god, I can't wait to tell you this great news. Mm -hmm. It's the other side of that, and 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 part of it is personal. Okay. And part of it is uh, some of the things we were discussing. Okay. I will just say this: that it is increasingly disappointing when um, I find out that people I've met Mm -hmm. and have spent time with in the field. Uh-oh. are proving themselves to lose their goddamn mind. And it's, um, it's fucking frustrating when yeah. it's like, oh, I thought you were a decent person. I mean, and I'm sure they're a decent person, but I don't know why some of these people lose their mind and then embrace the darkness and the hatred and the divisiveness of, you know, whether it's white supremacy and et cetera, et cetera, down the line. And... I mean, you know me, we talked about it a lot in the series that we were doing, but, I, you know, I'm not here to... I, I never want to just put somebody on blast. Sure. But at the same time, if I'm going to be associated with people in certain projects, et cetera, et cetera, I am going to make sure people understand that I do not agree with these point of views.
2: Oh, absolutely. And I mean, that I think that's been a challenge in the projects I've been working on lately in trying to, uh, you know... Which we're going
1: to talk about today a little bit, A little right?
2: bit we're going to talk about that. We have a lot to catch up on. Like, I... like. I feel like you and I have missed you. You look great, by the way. The hair is amazing. Oh, thank you. The thank you. The hair is always amazing. I got the hair
1: up in like a what is it called? A ponytail?
2: Yeah, you're more ponytail. You're not man bun. Yeah, more you're of a not, ponytail. The beard is strong right now. Beard is yeah. Uh ladies, fellas, whatever. I mean
1: The body rash is practically gone. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> um
2: I look good. I'm so much less itchy right now. Yeah,
1: yeah. You look great, too. Thank you. It is good to see you. Because um, I, I do really want to, you know, get people hyped for the thing that you've got coming out.
2: Yeah. Things like Once life. you
1: know. I mean, do you even have a date? Do you know?
2: We don't have a date yet. So uh, I guess we should give them a little bit of detail. Yeah, yeah So they're not some, just Tell like, me what the hell is going on here. So uh, I got through somebody I, I've known for years uh, hit me up and said, hey, we're. Uh, the she works for the CW, and we're looking to put together. She had seen me posting and talking about the series we did with problems in the paranormal, and uh, she knows my performance background because we had done uh improv together. Uh, and I know a lot of you out there are cringing because you have a lot of feelings about improv.
1: I love night. improv. For the record, I want to go like definitively on the record and say that Ryan Singer, stand-up comedian. Who his ego identifies as first, loves improv comedy.
2: Right, because good improv is like nothing you've ever seen.
1: It's unbelievable. There's a group called Ass Cat with like five uh, S's. Ask that has Cat a lot of, it's it's unfucking mwah. believable how good they are. And uh, I mean not to mention so many other brilliant performers in the city of Los Angeles, Chicago, everywhere else. You know, improv comedy got me back into stand up when I was like before I really started stand up. So I mean I don't want to say I owe everything to improv, but I owe everything to To improv.
2: improv. (laughs) (laughs) But I think too, like, I mean, it's like my friend John says about magic, right? Like, if you see one bad magician suddenly you're like all oh, magic is terrible all ma- magicians are horrible and i think the same goes with improv people we'll see one bad improv group i've seen terrible improv but i did improv for thir- i did improv for 13 years out of like different groups uh, did some like classes at UCB things like that i love improv and improv hel- has helped me in like the rest of life because when pe- you know when i watch people like present and something doesn't go right and they like lose their mind i'm like oh yeah, that, I wouldn't have lost my mind on that. So mm-hmm. I owe a lot to improv, too. And I now kind of owe this new podcast, in a way, to improv. Uh, so it's a podcast called Mysteries Decoded. It's kind of a companion piece to their uh, television show, Mysteries Decoded, that launched on the CW last summer. Uh, but I get to take my comedy performing interview podcast brain and then academic brain and combine them together and talk to like people about the paranormal and the cult and the strange and the weird and uh so far we've had some really awesome guests on we've we're, we're in the can for three episodes right now i'm trying to finish up the fourth episode and it looks like we're probably going to get a couple more out of this first season. So I hope there's going to be more than one season. Um, we don't have a release date yet. We don't have, we don't know where it's going to be available. I hope everywhere, but I don't, I don't have those details yet, but uh, I've gotten a chance to sit and talk with some awesome people that you and I both know. And I think listeners of the minecast will absolutely recognize. So our friend Renee came and sat down with me and, um, the Newkirk's Ryan Sprague, John Tenney, uh, author Colin Dickey, uh, Brian Minnick, who is a local Montauk investigator. Like, so we're just doing all kind. Travis Clark came in uh, to tell me some real weird UFO stories. I love, I love
1: me some Trav Clark.
2: <laughs> who doesn't love Travis? <laughs> like, Travis is so much fun. So, it's been a really neat experience, and uh, an experience that I'm still like, is. Is the camera crew gonna jump out at any moment and say, "Just kidding! This has all been a very elaborate hoax," um, because, as you know, with the industry, there's so many times like, "Oh, we're gonna take a meeting, like we're gonna have a phone call, and then nothing happens." Purgatory, Purgatory. is like
1: oh. one meeting after another. You know, it's just like it's the the hopeful future, yes, in your imagination, yeah, and then it's waiting for the decision, uh-huh. and then. Well, but we got another meeting. Uh, they passed, but we got another meeting.
2: But yeah. And so and for me, I always on the side of hope. I'm like, oh, <gasps> and that's like temper that. Temper. I still allow
1: myself to get extremely excited regardless of all the against all advice I've ever been given. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I do. You know, I mean, maybe my disappointment will sometimes be a little bit deeper than if I like was just a curmudgeon about the whole time like oh they're probably not gonna it's like but that goes against like my idea of what manifestation is
2: yeah and i think that's the thing like i do let myself hope and there's been a lot of like there's been a lot of just weird i can't like i don't want to vague cast again but there was like there's stories i have to tell you about just like the weirdness of the days around even those meetings where i'm like what is happening right now um but it's been really incredible and it's you know We've had like a full on studio and uh, I have an incredible team I'm working with that are just super talented people that I'm just blown away by every day. And so uh, this is going to be a little bit more kind of fun zippy. uh, uh podcast as far as like fun sound bites and bringing in some things that um make it a little bit more on the end of like pop culture are you telling
1: me you're actually going to have someone producing this podcast yeah is I that have what you mean i have, <laughs> an,
2: I have an audio <laughs> producer <laughs>
1: People are like, oh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I do all the production on here the last handful of years, so it's like, that's why there's, like, no, there's no Foley happening, there's no, or whatever, you know, I'm just like, oh, it sounds good, let's put it up. That's
2: good, put it up, yeah, Uh, I have an incredible uh, audio producer named Joshua Sterling Manley, and Josh is fantastic, and he and I are just kindred nerd spirits, like, uh, he also uh, hosts, he's one of the hosts and produces an incredible podcast called Nerd On. And the idea of like having a nerd on for something. And uh, I like that podcast a lot because of the fact that their, their whole idea about nerddom is all nerds are welcome. Like they're not trying to be elitist. They're not trying to be like. And uh, I mean, do they
1: think, uh, I mean, I don't want to make a presupposition. Sure. If oh. that's even the right word. But everybody's a nerd about something
2: exactly and i think that's their point like you can't pretend like you don't get real nerdy about things i think that same way too and so they're very like all of these like everybody's welcome because that's the issue i have about being nerdy about the nerd community is this like elitism that started i'm like this is the very thing that we were mad about because people thought what like didn't like oh you're not cool you're not this you're not that and then like nerds get in control, and then the nerds are becoming the elitists again I'm like don't it's look. like the
1: Stanford prison experiment all yeah, over again
2: I don't I don't love it I don't <laughs> love the Stanford prison experiment <laughs> of nerddom like it's not it's not rad, and uh you know i I had someone just give me like the the hairy eyeball the other day because I was telling them like yeah I, I play D and d, and they're like what, what? like yeah, it's a lot of fun
1: maybe it speaks to just the the, the concept of power in general and authority, maybe it speaks to how human beings, sh- there's no greater evidence that none of us have or should be put in positions of authority over one another than the every example of anyone being put in authority over another person. <laughs> I mean, outside of keeping your newborn child alive.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: And teaching them what to eat and what not to eat or what animal to not try to pet.
2: Well, and I think, too, like, I I just, you know, I'm at this space in my life, and I think this is part of the where, like, you and I connected, too, is just, like, I like a thing. I like a thing. This is neat. Cool. Again, it's more fun to believe. So, uh, for me, I'm just at a place in my life where I'm, like, you can you can like what you like, and I can like what I like, and it doesn't have to be the same thing. And you also don't have to shit on the thing that I like. Like, yeah, that's just it just doesn't have to be that way.
1: Yeah. And I mean, but for some reason, a lot of people are programmed to think that they can't compliment you unless they shit on something else. And it happens a lot after comedy shows, as you're aware, like, oh, you know, you were great. The other guy or whatever. Yeah. Like and, and I've heard people say that about someone else in regards to me as well. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we're not we're not dumb, you know, so. But. It's always a compare in comparison to this was this in comparison to that mm-hmm. as opposed to I love this.
2: Yeah, I really enjoy this piece of this. And this right? is why. And this is why um, I was at I went. Uh, do you know Mike Furman
1: uh, from Furman Hard?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mike is one. I love Mike and Mike is just like it's such a joyous person. And when we went a couple of years ago, we went and saw Weird Al and Emo Phillips opened. And I mean, what an amazing show. Oh, such an amazing show. And to get to see Emo Phillips, whose like routines I knew by heart, as like growing up, was just so amazing. And Mike asked one of my favorite questions after a comedy show. Which was not who is your favorite comedian or, like, you know, who would you think of this versus this? He just sent, what was your favorite joke? I was like, oh, that's, that's focusing on, like, what's the thing that made you laugh the hardest? Mm-hmm. And I love that, like, idea of, like, what's your favorite joke? And so I went and saw some I, – I took a friend – who has not seen much stand-up comedy to like one of his first stand-up comedy shows the other night. We went to the Laugh Factory because he really wanted to see Pete Holmes and Pete was doing a drop-in like 10 minutes set. And I was like, let's go to the Laugh Factory. And uh, so afterwards it was like, what's your favorite joke? What was your favorite joke tonight? And I think that's like such a positive way because then it's not like, oh, this person wasn't doing this, this. Because again, remember the six people you just saw that got up on a stage in a room full of strangers who've been drinking a lot you're not doing that. I know in your heart of heart somewhere you think, like, I could totally do that. And I would rule the world. Okay, then go do it. Because the nights that you're on stage, and it's great, as you know, are the best nights ever. And you're like, I'll live forever. I'm never going to die. And the nights you bomb, you're just like, well, okay. We're,
0: uh, I've
1: wasted my entire life.
2: You know, uh, perhaps. Uh, I have
1: zero value. <laughs>
2: Yeah. So everyone's
1: been lying to me my entire life that I should be doing this. What? Why has no one ever been honest with me?
2: Right. You know. Why? Is, have you guys just been just been you know placating
1: me? I will die alone. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's why I have all the mannequins around.
1: Everyone hates me. <laughs>
2: yeah. And so, you know, again, it's that it doesn't have to be in contrast. It doesn't, and, and we see it in the paranormal world too, like oh you're you're into ghosts, mm, that's not this over here oh okay why, why does it have to be like oh, if you're not into u f o s and ghosts well I just want i wanna be into the things that I like and i'm I'm okay with that like i and so it's one of the things I try to do with people, especially as I see like their their weirdness come out and go like, oh, nice bigfoot stinger, like cool, you know or what are you? What are you into with those things? I'm working with students. I try and do the same thing because you know these little pieces of identity that they're showing you, and you're like, oh, tell me about like, tell me about that, because we have to be okay to just like what we like. I'm sitting here wearing a Blade Runner shirt, y'all. Rachel from Blade Runner <laughs> is on my shirt, because I love Blade Runner, and yeah, I don't, you know, let me let me love the things I love. Stop stopping jerks. <laughs> Yeah. there's. Stop losing your mind over things.
1: And I think once we.
0: This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: I mean, a lot of people do this, and it just doesn't get the attention or the news or the press or whatever. But many people out there embrace the things they love and they go with it. Right. And they don't, you know, find the need to shout from a mountaintop about it. And it's about finding those it's about sifting through you know the negative signals out there and finding the positivity that can be difficult in times of you know especially during like when an election cycle is really ramping up or you know when something like the coronavirus is everywhere and so you know, today if, you know, is what you're saying so like yes, days like today today <laughs> like exactly today um it's you know it can be it can you know and we can feel hopeless for oh, sure yeah. if we let ourselves you know, just it's like getting in a hot tub of, of, you know, negative noise. And it's like, you know, get outside the fucking, you know, jump in the pool.
2: Right. Get cool off know, a little bit. And and I think that one, obviously, like the media is a challenging place. And especially if you're getting the majority of your media first from social media. Like, ah uh, uh, didn't you see this? Didn't, it's like that algorithm is tailoring exactly what it wants you to see. And depending on who you've responded to. And again, the things you mentioned, like I've been having a certain conversations around like events I'm planning and stuff like that. And my social media is lighting up with those events. Oh, by the way, did you need this? Uh, And today it was trying to sell me stuff for cats. I don't own cats, but the people I work with own cats. And I'm like, oh, yep. Facebook's trying like I I heard you might want a cat. (laughs) And it's almost (laughs) like
1: I like to try to think of it in this moment as. Not some nefarious entity, but as, a, like, someone who's so desperate for love. Oh. Wait, right? Where they you're... go too far, you know? No, there's like just, the like. the stalker and, like, basic instinct or, or wait, not basic instinct. Um, Fatal attraction. Fatal attraction. Yes. Like, just fucking love me, man. Just, just love, love me, me, man. You want, when you hear some cat stuff, You? I heard you talking about cats with people. Come on, idle out. You hear some cats? Yeah. It's like, settle down, fucking okay. algorithm.
2: All right. Chill. Let's just. Hey. hey, Algo, chill out. Algo, guess what? We met like once at a party. We had a great conversation. <laughs> Let's get to know each other. But I can hear your thoughts now. And I'm not cool with that. Oh, I'm not cool with that either. Because I not was like, cool with that. And I'm trying to be like, all right, clearly this was heard this conversation the other day or this conversation. And I've really tried this past year to um, tailor my social media. Like, I've got anything that tries to make me feel bad, it's out. I'm done with it. I've also, like, on my phone, I keep my blue light filter on all the time.
1: I don't know what that means. So
2: the blue light filter is the filter you're supposed to put on at night before you go to bed so that the colors of your screen don't activate your brain to make you want to look at your phone more. Where is this? And so... Is it in settings? uh, It should be in settings.
1: Okay, I can do this afterward. And
2: so, like, I just keep that on all the time. And i found that I pick up my phone... A lot less, which is handy. And one of my very good friends, he's so good about not being like on his phone and being very present. And so I'm trying to learn a lot more, you know, lessons about like let's be present, let's be in the now, let's not have this around Um, because it does get you all like wound up. Uh, Oh, World War Three is happening, and then the coronavirus, and it's like I've been washing my hands. I've always washed my hands. I'm really concerned about those of you who clearly this is new news to you and I'm not saying that like like we've obviously got to be aware. I get that. But at the same time, I can't like I still have to live my life. I can't suddenly become the incredible homebody and just like, oh, I can't go out. Cuz everything's too scary. I could absolutely let myself get there though. Because I know, I know how my brain works. So it's like focus more on the positivity, focus more on the, you know, upbeat things. And another thing that I've been really, what I really appreciate is I like to see my friends like in their passion too. So like things they're really passionate about if they're like, uh, hey, I'm going to do this thing. And if they'll let me come along with them, like teach me about what you like, because then it might be it, even if it, it turns out not to be my thing, okay, fine. I've learned more about you as my friend. Like I know these things about you and why you like this. And if on the best case scenario, is like, oh, I totally want to try that.
0: Why, well, you definitely why seem not? to me
1: as someone who, um, since I've known you, you're, you tr- you're your trier. Like, oh, I mean, yeah. you'll try things out. Absolutely. And, you know, the older I get, the less, I guess, eager I sometimes can find myself to like try new things. Okay. Um, even though I love new experiences and all that. But, you know, I think the older I get, sometimes it's a result of, I mean, when we talk, have we had the superhero conversation or the superpower conversation? Like, if you could have three superpowers, what would they be? I don't think
2: you and I have.
1: Well, I know for sure what two of mine would okay. be. Okay. Um, one would be I would never need sleep. Mm. And the other one is I'd never need sustenance. So I would never be tired or cranky because ever you get again. hangry. <laughs> yeah, cuz I get hangry and I get sleepy, angry, tired, you yeah. know, kind of like eh, eh, I just need a nap, motherfucker. Like, you know, it's like I would never be cranky or tired again because 95% of the time if the the reason I won't want to go do something, yeah, is because I'm fucking tired. Sure. Uh or or just like malnourished or something maybe and don't even realize it or dehydrated. So I would never have to eat or sleep ever again. But I could eat and sleep if I wanted to enjoy like a new flavor. But I wouldn't need to. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, but I think this ties in because I know that over the past year or so you've been on this like journey with your empathic, you know, empathic sensibilities. Empathic power sounds... I like it. But like empathic power (laughs) is... Um, and I think that's one of the things as empaths we forget sometimes about how exhausting being in work with people can be right as a stand up you have to be around people and then you're not just around them you're there to entertain them and but part of that can be if you're on the road I have to go to an airport and there's all these people and there's all their energy and there's all like all these things um, and it it drains you. It really drains you. And I think sometimes for me, like when I get so peopled out and I'm very extra, I love people. I want to be around people. But even more in that space of knowing I need to be alone to actually recharge, go connect with nature, whether that's like hiking or exercise or whatever that is, to just have that time for me to really check in with myself. But I can get really lost in, oh, I'm just... I'm really tired. No, I'm just tired of like that part of the activity. Like I don't want to be around a massive amount of people right now, or this person's in my space that I'm not comfortable with. And instead of going like, Oh, it's the whole situation. It's like, no, it's just, I need to remove myself from this person being in my space. And I think that can be really challenging too. And I absolutely, I know with tired, I hit a wall and I'm done. And it's just like, just, just end it. Like I'm, hello, I'm tired. I'm going to go home and go to sleep now. Or, hey, I'm hungry. Like I need to eat. And I think we've gotten so much in like the politeness factor that at times when you're really tired or you want to sleep and people, oh, like, oh, I'm not hungry. It's like, oh, I don't want to inconvenience you. It's like, no, I need to eat right now. Or I need to go home and sleep. Oh, you're going to party? pooper. No. Trust me, you want me to go home. And sleep. Yeah. <laughs> because if this continues, uh, we may not be friends afterwards. Like, yeah. You know, you just have to like reach that point and say like, "This is what I need for me." Uh, but I think those would be two really good superpowers.
1: Yeah, I don't know what the third one. Maybe like world peace or something. But like, or if <laughs> I, I had that wishes, world peace maybe world is, peace is a be.
2: superpower. Yeah. Just I, like
1: like I could <laughs> just create world peace. That would that'd be pretty cool. They, I I wonder though if like part of being an empath is which i believe everyone has inside of them Mm -hmm. is understanding both sides of the coin when it comes to our experience with people because i was thinking about this the other day and i can't remember the exact words but i just remember being like oh wow i've never thought of that is when like we know people that are quote-unquote monsters right Mm. people who are just like oh my god can you believe how like crazy that person is and the way they like talk to people and things like that what i was thinking about in regards to that was they're just like you know it's they're like the superhero that went to the dark side right right like they feel so damn much and like they're so deeply empathetic but they just happened for whatever reason to go to the other side of the spectrum with it all and maybe that's why they're so over the top in the way they like they can't handle it, you know what I mean
2: yeah, like they hold they feel so much, but instead of like where you or I are hold on to the compassion and the peace and the 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 empathy, they hold on to the negativity and the fear like they yeah. hold on to the wrong things in that that's feeling what yeah too that's much.
1: what yeah, that's what they're really processing of all the emotions in the world that they're feeling from everyone. Because I was having this conversation with a friend, and we were talking about, and I was like, you're a really deep empath. And he's like, I don't know, you know, compa- you know, wh- what, I'm supposed to be compassionate to everybody? And I was like, no, 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 no. It, you know, being like a really like sweetheart angel of a person has nothing to do with being an empath. Oh, no. <laughs> it has nothing to do with it. Um, that's just one way you can go with it. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't, it's not a necessary ingredient of being a deep empath. It is like having a deep love for everyone like that you practice. Yeah. Um, so I do feel like in this age that we're in, um, I started reading this book last night called The Prophet's Way by okay. Tom Hartman. And I, T-H-O-M, I, I can't figure out if I read it already. Oh. I believe I've read this book like 15 years ago. And I won't, I don't, the problem is I don't think I'll, I'll know until I'm halfway through.
2: Yeah, but maybe maybe it's uh, the universe telling maybe you I to read it's it time again. to read it again. And I don't, you know,
1: But there's, what was I, why did I even bring this up?
2: Deep empath, negative space, you don't have to be an angel to everybody.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, there's like so many different, oh, this age that we're in. Yes. And where I really truly believe that, you know, we're transitioning into an age where more and more people are becoming in touch or at least tapping into whether
0: they realize it or not.
1: They're spiritual, they're, you know, whether it's psycho-spiritual or even on a physical level, their abilities. And with that comes kind of like a chaotic, it's a chaotic waterfall. Mm-hmm. You know, like the dam has burst. And I think that could explain the extremes of what we're seeing in the way people interact with each other.
2: Oh, sure. Like if you think if you put it not going back to nerddom, but if you put it in the context of like the X-Men, right, these people with these mutant power abilities that they can either use for good or extreme evil. That's a great example. And I think that I think, you know, I know people I know, compassionate, angelic like people. Uh, I'm compassionate. I don't know that I'm angelic like uh but i'm fun and then <laughs> um you know i know people in you're the, like
1: one horn one wing
2: yeah right like a li- you know there's nothing wrong with yeah, that because yeah. i can definitely i can get real dark but i try not to use my powers for dark but i can very easily be like it's all ending. In i'm gonna oh, burn no. it down now <laughs> I use that phrase so much. I'm like, you know what? I was feeling the other day like I should just burn it down. (laughs) (laughs) All the time. All the time. Um, And I know people in the middle where they feel a lot and they don't really know what to do with it. Like, I have a friend who, when she's really in her space of feeling too much, she just gets migraines. Just, and just... Eh, I'm not gonna go this direction. With I'm not. I just know that this is how it is, and it's kind of just in the middle. And then, like you were saying, I think there are these people on the other side that feel just as much, but have just held on to the other things. And I think that depends on too, you know, the circle of influence that you're in and what you're letting in and what you're letting, uh, you know, help influence like your thoughts and your minds. And it's like if you manifest joy and awesomeness, then I think joy and awesomeness are going to meet you. And if you're manifesting fear and uh, anger, I think fear and anger are going to meet you. And so it, it, you know, and I think sometimes people don't know any better because, you know, we know plenty of people that came from like small towns and got out of those small towns. And then they like had bigger, you know, they had a different lens on things. Oh, I gained perspective on things. And now I know why that maybe don't be racist. Don't be homophobic, you know, all these things. And, uh, but then you have other people that are still in those spheres and that's their safety because it's really hard to change. If we could, if, Change was easy. We're just like, oh yeah. I went to one therapy session. We got it all out. Uh, I also went to the gym once. Look at this. You know, know?
1: Me. <laughs> look at it over here. New, new me, different me.
2: <laughs> new me, brand new, brand new. I had a
1: five-minute breakthrough. Now my life is all different.
2: Right. And I think that's that. It's that quick fixness, right? I think we're also in this space too. And I don't know what this is. And maybe this is about the spiritual awakening. I feel like every other person has become a life coach recently, and I don't understand <laughs> that because some of those people I'm like yeah i I value what you say, and other people I'm like, I've seen how you live your life i don't I don't know that you should be do as other I say, people. not
1: as I do, yeah, you know
2: like very I'm like there's Netflix documentaries about this, why this becomes problematic, yeah, uh, and so I just i I think that it's you know it's so complex about like where. Where do we go? How do we use our powers for good and evil? Because when you can get into, you know, an intense connection with someone immediately, right? And that's part of the joys of being an empath is like, oh, here's this immediate connection. Uh, You can easily use those for nefarious things, whether it's like, oh yeah, I can tell, you know, he or she, oh yeah, I know I'm picking up on these pieces and I'm going to play those. And then we had a hugging naked time. (laughs) Like, whatever. You know, like, that can absolutely happen, right? And so...
1: And it can be, like, a drug for people. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I'm not going to act like it hasn't been for me at certain points in my life. But it is interesting because to go with that mutant, the X-Men analogy, to kind of, like, you know, encapsulate it all, I, I feel like it's Magneto or, what is it, Dr. X? Yeah. And, like, back when they're, like, young and they're, like best friends and then there's the split right Mm -hmm. and then so dr x goes to the light and magneto goes to the quote-unquote dark but then you have someone come along later who's like wolverine who like encapsulates both right simultaneously and And i I, think
2: that's part of the reason the charm of wolverine like why people like i really like wolverine because it is both
1: yeah and i think you know in a perfect world obviously everybody's dr x but like in in a reality world, I think that most of us, we can hope to strive to be Wolverine.
2: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You want to be Wolverine and not... Because you
1: stand up for what's right. Right. And, but you don't want to have to decapitate a bunch of people.
2: But you will. But you will. But you absolutely <laughs> will. No, I, you know, and I think that that's, that's important because... I think that's where I say, like, yes, I'm compassionate and angelic, but I get real mama bear. Like if you are if you are my people and uh, especially if somebody's coming at you or trying to harm you or com- like it's mm, it's not going to be good. It's on like Donkey Kong. As it's on say. like Donkey Kong. And it's not necessarily like physical fighting, but at the same time, like. I, uh, it may not sound like, you you guys might all be like, "Mm, not as articulate as she claims, but I can, I can cut people down very quickly. Like I can, I can make that stop. But I think also too, that's also a matter of realizing, like I realize my I'm I'm a confident person. I know I can come across very assertively. So I've always tried to watch and be aware. So people aren't like, are you mad at me? I'm not mad at you. I just, I sound, uh confident or assertive right now uh but i used to tell like in teams i've worked with i'd tell them all the time look i'm not a yeller there's no need to yell if i'm upset you will know (laughs) that tone will come across like (laughs) you will know and so but i think at the same space again we love these binaries we love you're either an angel or the devil well I can absolutely be full of love and compassionate and also be ready to kick ass at a moment's notice because you're hurting someone I love. Uh, But again, that's within reason because we're also seeing in this uh, current cycle of madness, people just being like, how dare you? And you're just like, I don't know, I don't, why are you fighting for that? Like I'm not quite, that's that's the hill you die on, Mm, okay. It's interesting. It's very interesting.
1: Yeah, I think um, something that's interesting to expound on that is the it's the context of of what we need in our lives to understand what we're even mad about. Right. And a lot of us don't search for the context anymore. Like, you know, I mean, Twitter is not a real world. Uh, it's an imaginary world on the internet, right? What, and what, But like so what? many people will like, oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm going <gonna laughs> to say, I'm gonna need to take a break yeah, and yeah, process sorry.
2: this for a few. Yeah, no, it is absolutely not.
1: But like, so when it comes to, I mean, deep down, we all want to feel connected. We all want to feel heard. And we all want to feel safe. Mm-hmm. And we want what's best for the people we care about. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we express that as... You're a fucking idiot, please let me help you. Yeah. And I think that's probably the subtext underneath so much of this stuff that is on Twitter that makes people go from zero to red. And it's they're reading something as an insult and or writing something mm-hmm. that is supposed to be let me fucking help you, you dummy. You don't realize how this hurts you. And then the person receiving is like, you call me a dummy? Yeah. Let me tell you why you're dumb, dumb. And then they're like, well, you you call me dumb, dumb? I'm going to call you dumb, dumb, dumb. So it it just keeps going and going. But when it comes to the world of the paranormal, so much of this stuff is unexplainable by statistical analysis. Right. That the framework of our intelligence, of our being able to understand and I don't want to say dominate. But process the world around us. Sure. And just the idea that we think we have an understanding of the reality of our own experience, if I think about it too hard, melts me. Right? So I just finished Carl Jung's Synchronicity. Mm. And it's, I don't, I probably used my dictionary app on my phone at least once per sentence, it felt like reading that book. Just trying to under, just trying to like really lock in like some a word that I probably should have known maybe like numinous mm-hmm. or determinism <laughs> or things like this and I'm still not like oh, I wouldn't I you know I would if you put a gun to my head I couldn't tell you what determinant. you know but it's understanding that we went so far to the side of statistical analysis and like natural law
2: mm-hmm.
1: and causal
2: mm-hmm.
1: the causal the causality of it all it took me about halfway through the book to stop saying casual. When I was reading that in my mind, like a casual, no, a causal dummy. So like synchronicity is a causal, right? There's Mm -hmm. no, there's no really statistical analysis for us to be able to prove it. So when we want to have a firm grasp on what we experience and what we see in the world around us, Mm -hmm. we rely on causal law and what the quote unquote smart people have told us this is real man it's okay you're gonna be okay this is real stand on this firm platform mm-hmm. and understand the firmness and the realness of your reality because we can prove it with these numbers yes and then the world of the paranormal is like we're all out you're floating man hey man <laughs> there ain't nowhere to stand but don't worry because you're not gonna fall so but there's chaos there right
2: yeah there's chaos and there's uncertainty and i think what part of what is happening right now and why like I mean those of us who've been interested in this world have been interested in this world like there's no we might have been maybe qu- more quiet about it at times but like if you've been into this you've been into this usually for a pretty long time and
0: okay round two name something that's not boring a Laundry. laundry a book club computer solitaire huh More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You could get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void rep prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: I think we're in a space right now where we've got... One, you've got people saying, here's the you know here's the reality here's the platform you're supposed to be standing on because they do have evidence to say the this is the reality but then you have this whole other group that's going like nope that's not real and your degrees mean nothing so this weird uh kind of battle is going on in one area but then at the same time you have these other things that are tied into um oh i you know i feel like i had a experience with a ghost. I feel like I had an experience with a Bigfoot. Uh, Here are these other things that have totally shaken my reality. I can't even... Your battle over here doesn't mean anything to me anymore. But people are so... There's so much fear-mongering going on. There's so much hatred and, you know, divisiveness, and you have to to choose. You have to choose. Are you going to be on the right side of history? And, like... If aliens land tomorrow, nobody's going to be talking about the right side of history. We're just going to be like, holy fuck, aliens land and look at this. Like, it's going to be a whole different, a whole different thing. And so people are so, with all the fear mongering and everything, people want to grab onto something. Whether that be diving deeper into the belief system they've always had, whether that be I'm gonna go over here because I can lose myself in this. Whether it can be the expert, like, but again, that even creates these weird absolutes because it's like, oh, you have, you know, a traditional faith language. Well, you can't. If you have a traditional faith language, you can't be into the paranormal. Or if you're into the paranormal, you can't have a traditional faith language. Well, I can have both. Uh, if you're into science and you're a scientist. You can't be into these things that are not absolute. It's like yes, you can because that science is trying all the time, and there are things that scientists are just like, I don't know.
1: And people love when it happens, and even though, like you say, I do agree with you. Like there's, it's like you know, if you're into science, you know, you're a science person. It's like, but we love the navy pilot who saw the UFO. We love the much. cop uh, who saw. An unexplained creature late at night on a country highway. We love that person, that, that you know, grounded on the platform of reality person who has the totally ungrounded, there is no platform experience. Right. Because it gives more credibility to the the platformless world that we're living in. And then vice versa, you know, it's the same way.
2: Yeah, I think, yeah, absolutely. And I think that we also love those stories. I mean, it's for the same reason we love horror movies, because we're trying to escape this horror over here. <laughs> this, whatever it might be, whether it be the fear of the coronavirus, this election cycle, uh, children still being in cages, Flint not having clean water, I mean, the list goes on and on and on, right? And I know a lot of people right now are trying to like downplay things, Uh because that's what people do on social media it's not anyways but like again not the real world so you've got these horrors over here so I escape through this and to me I'd so much rather have somebody tell me this thing happened I don't know then like I uh, you know I have friends that are such absolute like nope there's nothing not a chance and I'm like how 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 can you say that you've never you've never had an experience? It can be explained. Okay. then explain it, then explain it, explain it. And so over here, I'm just like, I don't know what that was. That was crazy. I mean, I was sitting in a meeting the other day and uh, one of the offices right across from the room we were meeting in, which is like a, a windowed room, the lights just came on. Me and my coworker both saw it and looked at each other like, you saw that, right? I saw that. No <laughs> one was by there. No one walked by there. Because there are motion lights, but no one was, nothing was by there.
1: That makes me want to just put motion lights everywhere in this right? apartment.
2: Right? Just a surprise. I just sit
1: in the middle of the room <laughs> without on. moving.
2: Come on, right? Somebody
1: walk in. Yeah, seeing,
2: seeing I have these electronic uh, candles in my house right now. Because I have regular candles, and then I have electronic candles that are a little remote. They're battery-operated. And uh, I won't use them for many days. And then one will just be on. Hey, I just want to say hi. And I'm like, I don't, I'm sure that someone somewhere is going to be like, well, you have to understand that with battery, remote, blah, 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 I don't care. It's
1: all interpretation, man.
2: Can't it just be fun that a candle came yeah, came right? on? Can it lit we, itself?
1: And is there something so wrong with calling an electrical anomaly? Uh, or whatever we want to call it, a surge or something that creates that one candle turning on. Is there something so wrong with us just calling that the candle set high? Yeah. Right? What's so wrong with that? And maybe what we'll find in the future, if we're lucky enough, is there is there literally is no difference between those two things. And the thing I liked about Young in reading this book, Carl Jung, was... He to be. He has obviously has a foot in both worlds,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and he's invested deeply in both sides of the world. One foot on the platform, one foot off, as maybe we can say to continue the analogy here. Um, he, but there's a there's like an excitement, an engagement in both sides, like not at the cost of the other. Sure. And I feel like you know your your personality is the same way. When it comes to you're actively engaged and excited, you're invested emotionally and enthusiastically in both sides of the worlds, you know, or, or of this whole thing we're talking about, right? Oh, and, and, and isn't that all we want is just yeah. to be fucking engaged every day in something?
2: Yeah, I want to be engaged. I want to keep learning. I want to be engaged in every day. And I have I think for myself, I have to have my foot in both worlds. And here's why getting to sit around and talk about the paranormal and even the problems in the paranormal um it's really first world like we have such privilege to get and sit down and be like what are you doing saturday why don't you know why don't we record what are we doing you know what are you doing on this day like the flexibility we have in that that i'm not having to you know work four jobs to make my living that i'm not uh, in a war-torn country. All these things, right? It's a very, I'm, I'm very privileged. And I have to recognize my privilege in that. And I love talking about the paranormal all day long. Let's talk, tell me your ghost stories. Tell me your weird UFO stories. Tell me your fantastical belief systems. Like I was uh, at a dinner recently with somebody who, you know, told me some really in- like... He had had a near-death experience, and he told me some really, really intense shifts in his beliefs. I didn't have to say, oh, I'm all on board with that. I didn't have to go all in, but I could sit here and be, like, honored that someone would share their story with me. And so that aspect I really love, but I also have to come over here, especially in my academic world, when somebody's like, oh, we've got to talk about this, or... Working with the protected populations I do and, you know, a student comes to me and has uh, like a crisis going on because if I only live over here with the foot off the platform, I then don't, I'm not helpful to people over here because then I can't pull myself back in, but I can be actively engaged in both worlds and move back and forth. I'm still, you know... I'm still learning about these different things like and looking at like I've been a lot of my research lately besides paranormal in the academic world has been about like culture and subculture and what are culture like countercultures and subcultures uh, looking to do. I'm fascinated right now with Burning Man culture fascinated by it and I know a lot of people are you know like you gotta go to the burn you gotta go to the burn I'm fascinated to go to the burn not to necessarily be in an orgy tent i'm sure that's great though i'm sure the orgy (laughs) tent at burning man is amazing lots of sand granules so many sand granules (laughs) i have been told that playa dust gets into everything (laughs) everything but i you know i looked at the 10 uh 10 guiding principles of burning man and i think they're beautiful you know things like radical inclusivity leave no trace um, radical self-expression. What? Like, you can just express yourself fully however you want. You want to wear pink fur boots and goggles and no top? Go for it. How often do we ever get to be fully, like, radically self-expressing? Like, I even think of the amount of work it takes into looking casual. <laughs> like, you're, like, I look casual. Do I look like I don't care? Do I look like I don't care, right? You know, and so... But, again, I think that's, like, that's fascinating. And I'm also looking a lot at, I was at a, I went to a boat and fishing show the other day.
1: <laughs> that's an interesting, Um, it's probably it, an interesting event. It
2: was very interesting. And uh, the friends that I was with are very, very into fishing. Super into fishing. I used to be.
1: When I was a teenager, I would go to a store like Walmart or something. Um, I mean, so when I was, was we're in the same group it's like you know walmart's weren't everywhere at the at the time but they were in the midwest but i would just spend i'd literally spend an hour in the fishing aisles looking at all the different lures and things like that and just loved it all
2: yeah it was it was tackle
1: boxes oh my god i love a tackle box
2: i love any kind of organizational box like so (laughs) i like sincerely if someone's like would you like i would and then i'll put things in it like or you know organizing things the shininess like i was looking at um uh, sw- swim bait which is like the silicone like fake fish that you put on to oh like yeah those fish are with. yeah oh yeah and so um and it's all glitter and i was like oh men do like glitter it's just in this form apparently but again it was this fascinating world to look at because there was definitely like i was joking i was like oh, not a lot of vegans at the fishing uh, trade show <laughs> there weren't because then later down you got like into like the people that did like boar hunting and safaris and all of these other things you could also book basically if you want to kill anything this is, this is a, the place this to is a place to go but i'm also looking at um i'm paying attention to like the marketing because so many of these companies it's like red white and blue american flag america like patriotism like fishing and patriotism and then there was actually a booth selling Trump 2020 hats. And people were buying them. And not just like a baseball hat, a full on red, white, and blue cowboy hat. And so I again fat like just fascinated by this, like watching this kind of culture thing. And so it's like, and one of my friends was very gracious because any questions I had about like I've been deep sea fishing. It was a great experience. I had a great time. I love being on the water of like in any kind of boat, but I've been deep sea fishing. It's been years though. And so I don't know about these things and I'm not going to come in and pretend. It was also very interesting. uh, Look at gender dynamics about different vendors who would talk to them, but not talk to me or assume like, you're just here. You're not, you're probably not fishing. So again, my brain like fires off on all of those like different realms meanwhile I ended up talking to a guy who works for one of these companies and he lives in Ensenada and he's like yeah I've lived in Mexico my whole life and I work for this company and so I'm sitting here thinking about like the patriots like the patriotism and like America and build the wall and that attitude and yet here's this guy who's like I love what I do and I take these people out so the very guy that these you know build the wallers have to call upon to take them on these boats like there's these weird dichotomies and again it was just fascinating to walk around and to get to see people like listening to my friend explain how passionate he was about fishing is cool because now i know more about you that's awesome so tell me about your passionate stuff tell me about those because there's
1: something that underlies there's the framework there that underlies you know the whole the speci- uh, the specificity of the mm-hmm. interest and it's something maybe about like you know options and lures and it's like you know someone you know, or whatever the reason is it's all it's the way i think of like astrological charts now yes um like the underlying framework and of you know the personal choices i've made in my life and like why do i why do i lean towards wanting to do these things as opposed to these other things and there there is something becoming I don't know. I mean, you're I don't I'm not an expert in any way on this, but it just made me think of it when you we were talking about it. The the awakening of citizens of this country in understanding the the antihero that we've actually been mm-hmm. uh, throughout history when we've all believed we were the heroes. Now there becomes something. Correct me if I'm using the wrong word here, but it's almost counterculture. To really love America and be, like, America is, like, the best. It's almost counterculture to think that, right? Well, yeah. Are we headed in that direction?
2: mm, It's challenging because uh, national, I mean, nationalism has existed the whole time. And where nationalism gets murky and challenging, because you can, I mean, my dad was an immigrant. He loved America. He loved what this country had done for him. But... I think that when you get into there's being a you know patriotic and loving your country and I think that 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 when you get into nationalism which gets also into the idea of our space first at the exclusion of others and that's where you start seeing like these dangerous immigrant rhetorics and these dangerous um uh, dangerous uh ideas about the us versus them kind of idea us as americans well what is that what's that really mean because i you know i'm a i'm a daughter of an immigrant i'm a first generation college student uh i'm a woman like i can name all of these pieces of my identity and and that is in my americanism right because the idea of the country in itself like being an american is an imagined community that we belong to so this is um benedict anderson's idea of imagined communities this idea of their you belong to this community that there are so many other people that are also in the community that you'll never meet right so you can take that from the idea of uh americans you can think about that in terms of sports fans right so we were talking about baseball earlier like you will be in your cincinnati red like i'm a i'm a reds fan you're not going to meet all the other fans, but you have that identity. So if you see that sticker or you see a hat or something, you're like, yeah, we're on the same team. Because we, we're rooting for the same I team. I did that at the what?
1: YMCA the other day. You know, right? I actually saw a guy wearing Cincinnati Reds athletic shorts in the hallway of the Y. And I don't typically talk to people when I'm at the gym. Uh, I mean, I don't think I'm unfriendly, but I'm there to try to get my work in. Sure. And I go, I look at his shorts. I look at him. I go, oh, hey, Reds fan. And he goes, what's that? I was like, Reds fan. And he goes, oh, no, um, uh, one of the guys we play basketball with here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday in the Burbank Y, one of them is a scout for the Cincinnati Reds. And I, like, I lost my mind. (laughs) I was like, there's a scout for the Reds that lives out here and goes to my gym? (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, but he's had a, uh, you know, he, he... hurt his knee so he's been out for like a, the last month and a half or whatever I'm not sure when he's coming back and I'm just like I have to meet the Reds fan right? or the, the, scout. the scout I have to meet the scout for the Cincinnati Reds holy sh-. it's like Steve Martin walked into my gym Oh, and like I'm just losing my mind over a scout for the Cincinnati and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I fucking look like such a weird fanboy right now but anyway yeah like that is interesting because the paranormal world is also this imagination
2: or the imaginal community maybe right it's it's an imagined community and we're we're you know oh I'm into the paranormal but then when we start talking about the nitty gritty, it's like, well, what part of the paranormal are you into? All of it, right? And I think kind of coming back in like this, the idea of imagined communities, but the idea of specificity that you were bringing up, right, I think we also live in a time where people, you know, like if I ask you, hey, Ryan, what kind of music are you into? I like all kinds of music, right? Like that's the answer that most people will give. And I think that is this realm where people now want to be like, oh, I'm into all of it. Like, I'm into that. I'm into that. I'm a foodie. I'm a this. I'm a that. And they just have all of these, like, really broad identities that only go a little bit deep. So then when you get into these imagined communities, there are also real communities. I mean, talking about, like, UPARs and going on investigations, like there's people i'll go on investigations with. there's people i'm not going on investigations with you know like these kinds of these groups that you form around that and uh like that's when that specificity comes in and i think the specificity is like a nice respite from everyone just being like i'm into everything well like how are you into this because I have my ideas like when someone I remember having a conversation with someone once that was like oh I'm a foodie and so I was like oh tell me about like what is that experience for you and they were just like oh I just like going to restaurants and I'm like mm, does that make you, I know but that's how they've identified with that right and I don't necessarily want to judge that but I had my own idea about what that is so I think It's very interesting to connect with people that do have very specific passions that they go really deep on because, and especially in this town, there's not a lot of people that, uh, want to get really deep on one thing. They just want to be, they want to be kind of the chameleon that they can go, oh, well, I can fit in with this group and I can fit in this group. And I can totally do that. I've done that where I'm like, yeah, let me check that out with you. Again, it's about going back to that, what you said about like, oh, you're a trier. Yeah, I'll check that out. But I'm not going to claim like, oh, yeah, that's to- that's been my thing since forever. I knew that band back in the day. And I think it's part of that hipster attitude too. Like elitism, but like into everything. Like I know about everything. So then I can decide not to be part of anything. And I think this is too where like... I love having conversations about the paranormal with people that either know a lot about a lot of things. John Tenney. Oh my god. I'm like He's like
1: a walking encyclopedia. He's
2: it, it, his amount of knowledge is stunning, but he's so accessible with it. Like Tenney is not this overly heady like he's not—he's not a dick about things. Like you're—you're you're just like, oh yeah, I want to come along. On Say
1: that. the secret words, and I'll give you my information. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're,
2: you're I right. will. I will only impart my wisdom on you if you can decode this riddle. Like he's—he's he's not that way. And so, you—you go like, yeah, I want to come along with us. Like I enjoy this. I want to—I want to I wanna engage with you more. I want to know your thoughts on these things because I don't know those things or I've never thought about it in that way. But then you've got also two the people that go really deep in this world and they they don't want to hear any outside stuff nope I've made my decisions this is the way that this happens and that's again where that kind of dangerous you know to your point about like the counterculture of America and like loving America I think in a weird way it has become a counterculture it's a counterculture if we consider the dominant culture is uh, inclusive, accepting people. Because those people I think that we're kind of referring to as the counterculture, we also lump a lot of other things on with them. Because I'm seeing people at this, convent, at this trade show with Trump 2020 hats and my brain's like, you're racist, you're homophobic, you're misogynist. You're like My brain just goes down that list. And for my culture, being a a the 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 group that I have around me, who I want inclusive, open, loving people who are here to like help and not here to hurt, then yes, you are counter to my culture. So in that way, I think it can okay. can be that. Um, I I I absolutely get what you are saying with that, and i I think that it is, but they're where those folks come from they're probably not counterculture they're probably the dominant culture for sure and And i think i think when you think you're the dominant culture you you know goth kids didn't wear cowboy hats being like Bauhaus 2020 you know what i'm saying like they knew i think got you know thinking about goth kids or or any kind of counterculture that you might have been or subculture you might have been a part of as a kid Like, you knew you were going against the mainstream. I think that for those folks in a lot of their areas, they are the mainstream. And that's where it gets scary.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and it shifts. So it seems like that the perspective of what's the mainstream and what's the counterculture, it shifts. There are extreme shifts depending on where you are inside of the country itself the same country because the united states is so large oh sure um that is that is pretty cool to think about though like how i mean robert anton wilson's book prometheus rising made me really think about the thinker thinks and the prover proves Mm -hmm. that that we have in our brains and when it comes to okay i see somebody wearing a trump 2020 hat i'm not going to sit here and act like the same uh labels don't pop into my brain right because they do and is that fair um, if I think that these people are these things, I will then go prove it uh, to myself. And on the other hand, and I don't want to sound like an old man and, um, I'm really struggling with this. There are many people in the Midwest who I know and, you know, this perception out there that, you know, Hollywood pedophiles, you know, Satan worshipers like darkness, all this kind mm-hmm. of creepy shit. Right. And, You know, because all the, you know, the employees at Disney who get busted for child pornography rings and all this kind of stuff that's just awful. Sure. And then, and I'm like, it's not, that's not, these are just individuals who happen to have these jobs, blah, 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 blah. But then, and I really don't want to sound like an old man here, but I will say that I understand where some of this comes from for these people because my roommate is watching Big Mouth, a very popular Mm -hmm. cartoon series on Netflix Starring some of the, you know, the the faces of, you know, alternative comedy in today's world. Or the voices, I should say. Yeah. Like John Mulaney, Nick Kroll, some other, you know, Maya Rudolph, all these other people. And then there's, like, these kids are in, like, junior high, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, 12, 13 years old. And one of the girls has a conversation in the mirror with her vagina. And the vagina is talking to her in, her w- in this little handheld mirror that she's holding between her legs. So you see a... It's a cartoon, and I understand it's for adults, but it's a 13-year-old's, roughly, or whatever, how old is she, vagina. Sure. Speaking to her, having a conversation, and I'm sitting on the couch going, am I fucking crazy, or is this fucking weird, man? Like, is this fucking, like, and I had that moment of, like, oh, I understand why people in the Midwest are, like, Hollywood's a bunch of fucking pedophiles and things Mm -hmm. like that. Here's a 13-year-old girl being, like, and the whole cartoon is, it's about going through puberty, so it's sexual, right? Right. And then there's like, well, or am I just overreacting because of all the shame attached to sex and blah, 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 right?
2: Yeah, but we're also not supposed to look at 13-year-old girls' vaginas.
1: Exactly. And I, I don't want to be a fucking, you know, like, oh, this has gone too far. I, I'm, I'm not going to be that guy, but I will say this. It made me fucking uncomfortable to think about, to like what I was watching. But, you know, people around me weren't thinking in the same way. So that this is fucking crazy. Isn't this funny? You know, they, they weren't thinking of like, oh, that turns, you know, that turns me on. That's not what people are thinking. I don't, that's not the intent of the cartoon to make people be like, don't you want to talk to a 13 year old's vagina? You know, I don't yeah. think it's like that, but I'm um, at the same time. I'm like, this is fucked up, right?
2: Well, I, I, to be honest, I, there were uh, a couple years, like I was a family guy fan for a long time and family guy. I think was one of the cartoons that really set the bar for everything to come after it. Things like Big Mouth and um, other adult cartoons. When that have Family come after Guy's it.
1: first run, before they were canceled and came back later, Family Guy's first run was to me. I mean it. It really shattered my brain about what cartoons could be. Right, and I loved it.
2: And I I was on board for a lot of seasons with that show, and then. There was a season where they got really dark. Where in an episode they actually murder a guy. Granted, he was like a wife beater, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, did they real they? Oh, they really murdered a guy. And then I'll tell you, and this is where I'm like, I don't want to be the old lady in the room, but they made a j- like they you know they do their aside jokes right, and they made a joke about uh, a friend of mine that had killed himself, and that jokes in the show, and I was like, I'm done. Yeah, it's personal I'm done now. because took it's a personal. personal. My friend. And so I think that it it becomes like I think it's OK and I think this is I don't think it's old man or old woman, but I think it's OK to be like, that's not my thing. I don't need to be on board with that, even if it is the most popular thing on earth in the, you know, in the world right now, I think it's okay to say, like, that doesn't make me comfortable and I'm not on board with that. Because ultimately, we can't unsee things we've seen, we can't unhear things we've heard. So I don't think there's anything wrong in that. And I think also, too, going back to your point of, like, why you understand people in the Midwest, right, and their feelings, platform, one foot on the platform, one foot off. By having that like, oh my, like, look at that, that's wrong and that's scary, it keeps them firmly on their platform. And when this, and this also goes back to the level of privilege you have. So if you are working and trying to make ends meet and it's really difficult and you're in a town, I mean, let's talk about the industrial history of Ohio and Pennsylvania, That for many people, I mean, Trent Reznor comes out of Ohio. Nine Inch Nails is a band formed out of uh, living in an area where you were told that the factories would always be there. You'd have a good job. You'd get married and you'd raise a family. And then industry left. And it devastated people.
1: You cue the song, the brilliant song by uh, Austin Lucas called Dead Factories about my hometown Dayton, Ohio.
2: There you go. Right. Um,
1: Off his first album, Common Cold. You can always plug Austin Lucas.
2: Right. Austin's fantastic.
1: Yeah, that is interesting. And without, you know, just so people don't think I don't want people to think I'm overreacting or even just or even hedging my bets on some of this. Um, The point of me even bringing up the big mouth stuff was it's the thinker thinks and the prover proves. If someone wants to, if someone already thinks that Hollywood is a bunch of like Satan worshiping pedophiles. There's your example. There's your easy to find example of being like, well, then there's a, you know, without any context, they could say they're making cartoons about 13 year old girls talking to their pussies. Yeah. And like making it funny. They think it's funny. Mm -hmm. Right. But then on the other side of the coin, you could have people being like, this is an empowering cartoon for young people to understand it's okay to talk about the sexual changes you're going through in your body.
2: Right. And I like and the way that I see that is it's we're like as adults now, here's this narrative that talks about how it was for us as teenagers. Right. That's a simply put is like what it is. But the fact that it's on Netflix and there's yes, there's Netflix kids, but a 14 year old could also get a hold of that and that it it, cha- it changes the game like that. <laughs> Oh my God! If I saw that at fourteen, I don't know. I can't imagine being fourteen now with the act like the computer in your pocket. Holy God, dude! Like the the people we would be or not be if that was the access all the time. It's it's insane.
1: And if you're an older person, you're wondering. I just don't. I feel like it's a different. You know, it's not just a different generation of kids. It's like I just don't understand these kids at all. Um well, guess what they're a different person than you are, yeah. because their the development and formation of their worldview is so night and day than uh, than what we developed right that it's it's impossible to sit here and act like I one hundred percent truly understand their life experience and where they're coming from. The best we can do is try to be open minded and try to understand you know certain things i mean because there could be you know 20 years from now there could be a podcast that's just immediately downloaded in people's brain uh big mouth is on season 23 right and people are like can you believe people are freaking out about this Isn't that crazy? Yeah. We're all eternal beings of light and these bodies are just mortal shells that only last, uh, you know, it's like leasing new cars every, Mm -hmm. you know, 90 years. And they were freaking out about the physical anatomy of the bodies that hold their immortal shells. What a bunch. How primitive were they? You know what I mean?
2: Well, and I think, you know, I think that the generations coming up and the generations coming after them talking about like the idea of radical inclusivity. We could truly see that. And I, you know, to look at, like, the college students I work with who are, like, oh, yeah, my friend who's trans and my friend who's this and my friend who's that, like, what? (laughs) Now, granted, we're in California, right?
1: But I will have you know, my oldest niece is a freshman at Ohio State University, uh, Madison. And uh, this is Columbus, Ohio, which is, you know, Ohio State University has, like, Over 100,000 students. It's like a huge school. That's insane. And when I was a kid, like, you couldn't get into college, you went to Ohio State, right? Because it's a public school. Yeah. But now, something has changed in the last 10, 15 years because now it's very difficult to get into Ohio State for some reason, which is crazy to me. Um, Because it used to be the place you went when you couldn't get in somewhere else because your grades were low. But now it's difficult. Anyway, during orientation, the name tags and everything else, they said, what pronoun do you use? Oh, yeah. Um, And so that's incorporated on a mass scale across the country now for 17, 18-year-old kids. Um, It's just common. It's normal. It's like, oh, you know, back in the day it would have been like, what's your name and where, what city are you from? Mm -hmm. Now it's, what's your name, what's your pronoun, what city are you from? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not a, it's, there's no deal, let alone being a big deal about it. You know, but my sister, my niece's mother is like, what, what's happening? I mean, she, my sister, Emily is great. She's an amazing person. She's, you know, got, you know, two beautiful daughters. Um, and, but she didn't go to college. Mm -hmm. Right. So she's at a college orientation for, you know, she did go to like, she didn't go to like a four year school. Yeah. But now she's sitting there like, what's going on? (laughs) Uh, huh. Oh, it's here too. Like, oh, I didn't. You know, I'm not saying she was against it because she's not, but the uh, it's an interesting experience. But to the kids, it's this is what life is. Yeah. it's, oh. it's normal. Like it, they don't even bat an eye about it.
2: And and that's and to that point, that's why I think we're gonna see just like, oh, this is how we do this. And I know that we have to be aware of where we are regionally, right? And I I think that you know thinking about the paranormal as well, like. I'd love to go sit in in other states, paranormal groups, because I'd be really interested to see how the locality of because we have global and we've got local and we can be both. Right. But how the locality of that group is affected by what's going on and the ideas of that town and that space are they starting to shift with the trends of the world? Are they doubling down more on like, you know, like terrible ideas? I don't know. I think it would be super interesting to be in those rooms and to hear what people are talking about and who's coming to speak and things like that. Cause we have, you know, we live in an incredibly diverse state. We have people that come from all walks of life with all socioeconomic levels. Um, not to say like it's all fixed, like I'm not sitting here going like everybody's prosperous in California. That's not true. But we have this this diverse group. I kind of want to like what is happening in, you know, a paranormal group in Morgantown, sp- West Virginia. Right. You know, what are these different things that are what is affecting them? Because we don't we don't I don't know. Are are those things even showing like in dead factory towns? Are there even people having these conversations? Because it's like that's not what I'm worried about. I don't. I'm not thinking about that.
1: What's the you know? It's the hierarchy of needs, right? You Absolutely. Know, that dictates you know the the day to day goings ons in our minds, uh, what we're worried about. I mean, I know when I'm like tight on money, I'm thinking a lot less about what was that thing in Florida. You know, uh-huh. uh, you know, I'm more worried about like, well, what's going on with the rent next month? Yeah. How am I getting there? Yeah. You know, that 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 dominates uh, more so than God. Was she a gin? Maybe does she have gin relatives or a shape shifting, blah, 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 blah. You know, so it's yeah, there, it is definitely, you know, a luxury to be able to, you know, spend as much time as as I do exploring these things.
2: I have to tell you based on I have to tell you something about that well, I haven't because you and I haven't seen each other much. We've texted. But like uh after you're talking about your experiences in Florida, I'm R H negative.
1: Oh, you are? hmm. Oh my god, we're gonna have to come back and talk about that because we're already we're at the time now.
2: Yeah. Like we've got we've gotta talk about that. We've got to talk we still have to talk about what happened at the Waffle House. Oh my god. Because I've gonna, gotten an yeah. E V P. Oh
1: shit, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'd love to go back to that place. Um, Karen and I are actually talking about setting up some more uh, investigations. Yes. um And because Christiane, who was amazing in helping us set up that event at the Waffle House, the Dr. Howe Waffle, Waffle House, House. Um, a historic a historical building down south. And um, wow. Yeah. God. I for, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm like now remembering and there was like somebody there too who was talking about getting touched and like like feeling like someone like touched them on the shoulders or them on the, or the shoulders, or, pinched we their had arm we or something we had
2: somebody also talk about that they felt like they had gotten scratched i was having moments in that house uh to just so y'all understand we had two teams investigating different parts of the house and ryan and i and the group we were with were on the bottom floor and Karen and her team were on the top floor for the entire. And then, then the groups who were with switched, we stayed in our areas, but there were times in the house that I just started not feeling good. And I had to go sit down and there was some po- possible child spirit activity. Like there was, there was a lot of stuff that happened. You got weird stuff through, uh, the spirit box as you're getting ready to go to your trip to Florida. Like There's so many things. There's so many things.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm trying to remember specifically. Now I'm freaking out a little bit. I'm going to have to. I'm going to really have to go back and like comb through some of that shit before we talk about it. Um, We'll have to do another. Yeah. Another episode. The. Oh, shit. (laughs) Wow. Sorry,
2: I just blew your mind. But again, it was like that. But as they they, they was kind of it was like. Almost like warning me. Uh Uh-huh. About your car. About my car. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, God.
2: But remember, like, I, you know, I know you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm remembering all these things. But you, like, literally went from that to a tour to what happened in Florida.
1: Oh, yeah. That was, like, all in the span of two weeks.
2: Yeah. So, it to me, I'm not surprised at all that that got, like, pushed to the side. And then, you know... I would be a crappy friend if I was like, I understand you're going through a lot right now, but can't we talk about this? No, yeah. I'm not going to do that.
1: And just so um, we'll put a bow on this, and I'll uh, I'll just give people like a, a very like a summarized update on if people are curious about the documentary uh, that was being filmed that I was a part of in Florida. Um, I'm going to say that you know I'm not in charge of the documentary. I was just a participant in it, but I will say that from the conversations I've had with Ed Brown, the filmmaker, it doesn't sound like enough footage at the to- at this current time uh, and has been accumulated. And not to mention, you know, sit-down interviews with everybody who was there, blah, blah, blah. Like, there is no timetable for that documentary coming out is what I'm trying to tell people. So um, I w- obviously will keep them posted, but it is my belief at this current time that the likelihood of that documentary seeing the light of day is less than 5%. And I think that's being optimistic. Okay. Um, that is not to say that I, I think I do still have some of the files. Because I just would hand them all over uh, to Ed since he was making the documentary. You know, I wasn't keeping like video or audio and stuff like that for my own personal use. But I do have some of it somewhere. So maybe I'll start releasing that on the Patreon page or something. But, um, yeah, so unfortunately it doesn't look good for that documentary at this current time. But, and then there's other reasons that I think that it might not. I mean, who knows? Okay. Um, People are moving. You know, there's more footage that needs to be shot. There's all kinds of stuff. It's a work in progress, to say the least. Um, But we don't have a date for your Mysteries Decoded podcast quite yet. Not quite yet. Maybe I'll hold on to this in the can just a couple weeks to see if we get any movement on that but in the meantime so you'll probably hear me at the very beginning of this jumping in and saying update update heard from darcy this will become a blah 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 yeah
2: i will i will absolutely keep you posted we're we're in post-production like we've we've interviewed everyone for three we're working on a fourth and uh you know so as soon as i as soon as i know more i'll tell you more For sure.
1: Yeah. And they can obviously find out updates if they're following you on social media.
2: Yeah. Oh, (laughs) I'll definitely be talking about it for sure. So
1: plug people where they can, uh, or plug, so plug people where they can find you.
2: (laughs) Plug people where they can find you. Um, uh, You can find me on Instagram at Darcy Staniforth, uh, D A R C Y S T A N I F O R T H. And it's the same handle on Twitter. So. Follow me on those places, and uh, yes, there'll be photos and all kinds of fun
1: things. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the series, um, you know, because all the people that you've, you've interviewed, I, you know, I love these people. You know, John, the New Kirks, Travis, um, the ones that I know. I mean I Yeah, and,
2: and it's like I want it, like I I have so much I'm like, oh I want to tell you this, but I also want people to listen to hear. But we had some we had some really incredible stories, and I wish we could have every story that everyone told as the full length of the podcast. But we're also, you know, maybe maybe we'll get to do some like bonus episodes, maybe we'll do some like mini sodes. I don't know. Like I have hopes for these, but I'm just so excited about what we've been doing and you know, r- like if people want to check out like the TV show, uh, we're a little different tone than the TV show, but mysteries Dakota, they can find on the CW seed, which is their online platform and they can stream the show for free. And, uh, some of these, uh, some of the guests are already on there, but then we're also doing some side stuff. And that's a great thing is I'm getting to bring in the people that I want to sit down and talk to. So that's been great.
1: That's awesome. That's right. Rad- well, you're the perfect person to do it. Thanks. The, um, Oh, yeah, that's going to be cool. That's going to be so cool. The uh, uh, John Tenney. I mean, when I was in Detroit, we just hung out in a diner just talking about the woo shit.
2: I want to hang out in a diner with John Tenney so badly. Like I can't. And, and that's why I said when I saw that and picture. And everybody in the diner knew him. When I saw the picture of you two, I was like, two of my favorite people together. Yeah, I mean,
1: and so we like walk in, like we walk in like the back door of the diner cuz it's like John's here. You know, this is his spot um but yeah what a cool dude you should check out John E.L. Tinney uh his blog as well if you want to like he, he does a lot he has a lot of things um uh, that he's written yeah uh, if you're interested in really thoughtful historical analysis of you know the esoteric the mystical etc et etc cetera, et cetera. but uh Darcy thanks for doing this
2: you're welcome thanks for having me back oh my it's God we have so much you. more to talk about we Holy do. Shit.
1: RH negative EVPs oh my god <laughs> hell yeah I'm just going to do the outro real quick. Me and ParanormalU.com redirects to RyanSingerComedy.com. So you can go there, you can see my tour dates. That is even about uh, very soon. Uh, Sing, R-Y-S-I-N-G, on Twitter, on Instagram, also me and uh, me and Paranormal You on Instagram. So, uh, you know, give a follow over there. And thank you to the patrons. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love you. Uh, you should love yourself. Um, patreon.com backslash Ryan Singer. We've got more patrons than we've ever had before. Remember, it's only $1 a month or $3 uh, a month will get you everything. $1 a month doesn't get you everything, but it does still get you some stuff. Anyway, so thank you for your support. Take care. I hope to see you soon. If not, I'll see you at the watering hole on the astral plane.